You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson, former scout for the Browns, did some college recruiting scouting for the Pitt Panthers for three years at Akron as director of football operations, and I was at ESPN as an analyst for 10 years, and I've been pretty much talking to you guys ever since. Um, as we do every Friday, by the way, we had a really good conversation with a former ESPN colleague yesterday, Mike Sando. Check that one out. That uh, was a good, a good episode as they are every Thursday. Uh, as I do every Friday though, during the season is I go to my friends at my bookie and I'll tell you about them in a bit. And I look at every game and we chat about them quickly and I, and I give you my, my takes with and without the spread. Now, if you want much more detailed analysis, you know, Lions at Vikings, go check out Locked on Lions, check out Locked on Vikings. You know, that's how it works around here. We got everything you need on the Locked on Network. So the Lions do travel to Minnesota and they're six point dogs on the road. Stafford didn't play well last year, last week. Um, He's now without Tate. I do think they will run the ball quite a bit, but I think the Vikes D's rounding back into shape, although they do have some injuries. I would imagine that Riddick will basically be their new slot receiver some of the time. They have some other options, but I think that's the best move, and that gives on Johnson more time with them both on the field together. Um, I also think that Xavier Rhodes will probably follow Jones, but it could be Galladay. I mean, the, I think it'll probably be Jones, but I think it's going to be tough sledding in, in Minnesota for the Lions' O. On the other side... Haven't yet heard. I've been kind of waiting to see what was going on with Stefan Diggs. Haven't heard that for sure. There's rumors that Dalvin Cook could play. I don't believe it. I mean, I've been falling for that for too long. Um, but if they're without Diggs, this could be a low-scoring game. I think Minnesota wins it. I'm going to, you know, Diggs will get slay if he plays. Um, the Lions rush the passer pretty well, and I think Snacks Harrison helps against the run. But that's still that defense is still very much a work in progress. Six seems like too big of a number, though. I mean, Minnesota's not steamer. I mean, I don't know if they're a great team. I think they win 23-20, something like that. Good, close game. Um, the Chiefs are 10-point favorites in Cleveland. I think they blow their doors off. I mean... This something people don't know is the Browns' pass defense is very, very good this year. I, I absolutely believe that. Last year their run defense was very, very good. Now it's kind of flipped a little bit. What's the new coaching staff going to be like in Cleveland? I kind of think it's going to be no one's going to tell Greg Williams no. You know he's going to bring massive blitzes, and I just think that the Chiefs are going to carve that defense up, even though the pass defense is good. Well, don't carve it up. But I think it's they will convert on some big plays. You know, they'll beat the blitz with some big plays. I also think they'll run in Cleveland pretty well. Big Kareem Hunt day. Um, just the other side's a disaster. And the Chiefs D isn't good, but D Ford rushes the passer well. They have a handful of, you know, good players on that side of the ball. I don't like how the Browns are protecting it all. Uh, I like what Mayfield's doing, but I don't like what his supporting cast is doing at all. So... I'll give you 10 on the road. Um, they're just a much, much better team. I mean, if we're doing power ranks, the Browns are one of those bottom six that I've talked about before. And the Chiefs are second, third, first in the league. You know, I mean, they're, they're much big discrepancy in these teams. 
This one I expect to be close, and I've been talking about it all week, of course. I work for Sierra Nation Radio. Steelers are getting two in Baltimore, and that was at one point, I think, three and a half from what I was told just you know on the air with my colleague Dale Lawley. Um, and I've been picking the Ravens to win a close one for this reason, that I think they need it more. They're at home. It's a very competitive game, obviously. Probably low scoring. I think it's going to be really low scoring, to be honest with you. Um, they, they're just a very good organization that is right now kind of backed into a corner. And, and this is more, quote, must win for Baltimore. So pretty much, you know, to finish up my, my Steeler Nation radio week, I had the Ravens winning this thing 17-16. But when I made those predictions, I didn't know for sure the status of their offensive line. They're going to be without both starting offensive tackles. I mean, that's hard to overcome. And Alex Collins isn't 100%, and they don't run the ball well. I mean, that does not play out well for Flacco. And the Steelers' defense is certainly improving. Their run defense is very good. They rush the passer really well. Um, I think Hayden's going to follow John Brown. So I think that the points are going to be really difficult to come by. You know, Justin Tucker could win this thing at the last minute type of game. Um, I also think that, you know, the Ravens blitz a lot, but Ben's been killing the blitz, and the Steelers' line's been really good. In the first matchup, they didn't run the whole ball a whole lot, and running against Baltimore is really tough, but I think that they will stick with it in a close game, and Connor might start popping off some runs. But um, I'm going to change my tune for you guys and have the Steelers win the game 17-16, so I'll take the two. I just think there's more matchups that favor Pittsburgh. And since they played last, Pittsburgh has really spiked how well they're playing, where Baltimore's really fallen off how they're playing. I mean, the Panthers won both lines of scrimmage last week in a big way, and I think the Steelers can do the same. But it's going to be tough sledding, I think, for sure. Um, I mentioned my bookie. I've told you guys about these. I've told you about them quite a bit. Our promo code with them is locked on twenty five, and well, you know, I've been doing this a long time, as I told you to, to enter, as entering the show, and people always ask me who to pick, you know, who who I who I got in all these big games, and for the most part, I've been doing pretty well over the years. I've certainly got more winners than losers, but my bookie's a winner, and where you bet is, you know, just about as important as who you bet on. And I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. They've been very good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting. I love that part. Over-unders on fantasy points scored and the most rewarding player perks in the business. But they're doing such a great job and their service is so strong that they are slammed with new bettors. So what they want to do is give everyone the best deal possible. So they want you to make your deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern. If you do that favor for them and you use our promo code locked on 2525 you get 25 freed bucks if you deposit over $100. And join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar anyways. So it's more money on top of free money on top of free money, and it's great. Again, use our promo code LOCKEDON25. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON25. Uh, and if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you get 25 free bucks. I mean, that sounds like the best move for me if I were you guys. So you play, you win, you get paid. All right, I think this is a shootout. Bucks at Panthers. I really like both these offenses schematically. Skill position players. 
Could Fitzpatrick throw five picks and Jameis come in the second half? Yeah, that could happen. But I trust that it won't. I trust that both these passing games will control the day as well as McCaffrey on the ground. It's in, in Carolina. They're six and a half point favorites. They're the better team. But I think the Bucks keep it close. Uh, I, I like Carolina to win, but I can't give you six and a half. I mean, I'm thinking 33-30, something along those lines. Um, Jets go to Miami, which I think is going to be a low-scoring game. Quite the opposite. I think Kenyon Drake has a big day here, though. Um, the rest of that offense, I don't trust all that much, but I don't trust the Jets' offense. I don't have a great feel or take for this game. Miami's a harder place to play than people realize, but the Jets have done it plenty. But Sam Darnold hasn't. You know, I mean, that defense is okay, but they can get gashed in the run game. Will the Jets use Elijah McGuire or Crowell or who to gash them in the run game? And I don't really like their offensive line. Jets are banged up with their weapons, too. It's a a two-and-a-half-point spread. The Dolphins are favored at home which more or less means that you know Vegas sees these guys as basically even teams. So I'm going to take the home team. I don't feel strong about it. I'll give you two and a half, but reluctantly. I got 2017, something in that neighborhood. Atlanta's getting one in Washington. And Trent Williams is out for the next month. A great player, a great offensive tackle. But the Falcons' D is so banged up. The whole key to this one to me is if the Falcons can jump on them early and make Washington throw, if it's 10 nothing, 14 nothing, something like that the first quarter, they'll win the game and Washington won't be able to keep up. And that's possible. But the Redskins' D is really good against both phases, especially the run, though, I would say. Both, yeah, both. And I think Washington just gives it to Peterson over and over and over against a light front that's already banged up. Maybe I'm jumping to conclusions, but I am a little questioning how this passing game, and particularly Matt Ryan, plays outside and on the road. Um, I think Washington's the more well-rounded team, but they're sort of one-dimensional too. In that, you know, if it, if this game doesn't go to the script that I just laid out, they could be in for a long day. Um, but I think they'll be able to run and run and run, and Peterson puts up. 140 on the ground, something like that. Um, That's my hunch. I have a strong feeling about this one, too. So, I'm picking the Redskins, and I'll give you the one, by the way. The Bears are 10.5-point favored going into Buffalo against Peterman. I mean, that sounds terrible for the Bills, right? I mean, and it is. It's terrible for the Bills. Their offense, I heard Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders, a site I often reference to you guys, said the Bills' offense is on a historic pace to be the worst offense ever by their metrics. Think about that for a minute. I mean, their line is horrible. I mean, Peterman, even if he brings his best, probably won't get any help from the other 10 against a really good defense. However, I'm going to take the 10 and a half, especially I like that half. Um... It's in Buffalo. You know, has Trubisky ever played there? No. You know, Trubisky is worrisome to me with his accuracy. And I, I just have a hunch that on the road, he's going to kind of lay an egg against what I think is a really good defense, too. Like, if the Bills' D had any help ever from their brutal, brutal offense, I think we'd be talking about it as, wow, this is a really good unit. 
And I bet they turned Trubisky over a couple times. And I don't think Allen Robinson's going to play. I don't know that for sure. But if he does, he gets your Davis White. Um, Bills at home, you know, they hung with the Pats for a while. I think this is a mucked up, ugly game that's like 17-10, 17-13. I'm going to take the Bears to win. But if you're going to give me 10 and a half and what I think is going to be a real defensive struggle, I'm all over that. Houston goes to Denver in the Demarius Thomas Bowl. I don't have a great feel for this one either. Like, I, th- the more I think about Denver, I think that maybe they're better than we think. Like, they're not a total bottom feeder. They've played a very difficult schedule. I think playing in Denver is really tough. Is Houston a great team? I mean, are they an above-average team? Are they a good team? I would say they're an average team that's winning a bad division. I would think you get Chris Harris on Hopkins, and, and but I do think Houston will probably be able to stick with their ground game, and Lamar Miller will accumulate yards as the game goes on, and Watson will probably make some plays. I also think the Texans' D-line wins at the line of scrimmage. But I think Denver somehow pulls this one out, and I don't have a great feel for why. I don't love the Texans' corners. I think Sutton kind of has a coming out party, and I think Sanders is good. Do I trust Kessler? No. How healthy is Watson? I mean, I, I think that sledding's going to be tough again. There's, I'm, I'm feeling some low-scoring games this week, if you haven't noticed that. In Denver, I think, is just the, what puts me over the top, and if you're going to give me one and a half, I'll take the points. But I think Denver wins this game, you know, again, 17-16, you know, close, in the teens type of game. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then we got a couple more, you know, like five more games to discuss. All right. All right, the Chargers go to Seattle. And you guys know I'm Charger believers, and I've been really down on Seattle. Seahawks are getting one at home, though. And that defense is much better than you think. Their slot corner situation isn't wonderful. So I think Keenan Allen kind of has a coming out party and he's kind of in the squeaky wheel. But I don't know that Melvin Gordon has a lot of success on the ground. And I think Rivers does well but not kills it. Again, tough place to play. I think that Seahawks can play their style of game and run and run and run. And I don't think Bosa's going to play. He hasn't thrown many passes, but Russell Wilson's been unbelievable lately. Um, Again, low-scoring game. Uh, I'm just feeling a tough matchup for the Chargers. And this isn't science or tape study. It just doesn't seem like the type of game the Chargers win on the road in Seattle. A low-scoring game where you got to bring 60 minutes and not screw it up and no special teams gaffes and make kicks. So I got the Seahawks... 14-13, 14-13, down to the wire, fun game. And if you're going to give me a point at home, I'll take it. And this is another one of those cases where I think the Chargers are the better team in Seattle. If they played 111 games in Wichita, Kansas, I'd take the Chargers. But on this day, I think they meet their match. Rams are going to New Orleans. And I urge you to go to ClaytonFootball.com. I just wrote this game up. I turned it in last night. It's probably up on the site by now. I haven't double-checked. It's the game of the week. I mean, well, I mean, Packers-Patriots is too, but this is the game of the week. I think this will be the NFC Championship matchup. 
So therefore, it has massive implications for when they meet again, if they meet again, seedings in the NFC. I got the Saints to win. Um, that, that article that I wrote for Clayton Football is, it's geared towards fantasy, but it's also an awful lot of real, you know, scouting and football. I mean, that's kind of what I bring to the table. Um, and I think it's kind of a Kamara versus Gurley as receivers slugfest. Kamara did really good work against these guys last time. Can they get Donald blocked, though? I mean, their tackles are really good. The Saints are the best. They're awesome. But I think Donald's going to cause problems. But I just think in the Dome, I love Goff. I mean, I like Goff, but I love Breeze. Can Goff keep up with Breeze in the Dome? And what I think is going to be like a race to 50. I really do. I mean, the defenses might make some big plays. Is Lattimore going to follow Cooks? Or would you stay on Woods? I kind of mixed feelings about that. Last week, Apple and Lattimore didn't follow. They just played sides. Is that the method that could go about it? Cup comes back. I just think I'm going to pick the quarterback here. And um, Saints run defense, very good. I, I wish Davenport, the rookie, I mean, he's been very impressive of late, coming on strong. He's out, though. And I think Kamara and Gurley kind of cancel each other out. Kamara's a little bit better receiver. But that Saints run defense is tough. I got the Saints 45-40. I mean, like, a lot of points. Start everybody in fantasy for this one. And if it was in L.A., I might take the Rams. But I think New Orleans is a brutal place to play. Rodgers goes to the to Brady. Second time ever they've seen each other. Five and a half spread, the Pats are favored. That makes perfect sense to me. I would think that when Rodgers has the ball... You're going to see Gilmore on Adams, and Gilmore's been great. I just picked up Valdez Scandling in my redraft league because I think he has a really good matchup and is a talented guy that's ready for a breakout game. I could also see Aaron Jones continuing his breakout. I also think Belichick, situationally, as he does so well near the goal line, is going to be all over Jimmy Graham. So I think that that it's a Jones-Valdez Scandling game. I know that sounds weird. Um, Geronimo Allison is doubtful to play. I don't think they will blitz Rodgers much. They might spy him some, but I think they'll play a lot of man coverage and try to tighten up in the red zone. But I think the Packers get theirs against what's a somewhat suspect defense. Green Bay is a big blitz team. This is kind of my theme of this game is blitz. Because you don't blitz Rodgers, you don't blitz Brady. It's just bad business. But Green Bay loves to play with a lot of defensive backs on the field. Even without ha ha, even without ha ha, Clinton Dix. But I think it's unwise to come after Brady in this one. It looks like Michelle's going to play, but the Packers have a good defensive front. It's not going to be easy sledding, but they're much better with Michelle than Cordero Patterson as their lead back. And I like Patterson, but he's not a running back. One thing I'm certainly going to be looking for, and I hope I'm wrong, is if Gronk doesn't abuse these safeties and linebackers, I am officially worried. I'm already kind of officially worried, and I love the dude, and he's going to be one of the best players I've ever seen in my life, but I'm worried about his back situation. He does not look the same. I think New England wins, but I think it's close. I mean, I think Rodgers is ready for some heroics. I don't think he's going to be intimidated to play in New England. Five and a half is too big of a number for me. What we got? 32-30. Patriots win at home. Really fun game. The whole nation enjoys seeing these guys, 12 versus 12, and the debate rolls on. Monday night, 
Tennessee goes to Dallas. Dallas is a five-point favorite. Ooh. I mean, Amari Cooper, I think they'll feature him, but this is a tough D. This Again, this is how I'm going to cap the podcast, but the theme of the podcast is some low-scoring defensive struggles, which is rare for 2018. You're going to give me five. I'll take the Titans. And maybe I'm the last apologist on earth, but I still have a hunch that Mariota and Corey Davis have a big second half of the season. And I don't know that it'll happen in this game because you're going to get Jones on Davis. And Davis is, or, or poor Davis has battled some really good corners. Again, low scoring. I think these are two of the better defenses in the league. B-plus type defenses when compared to the rest of the league. So if you're going to give me the points, I'll take it. Do I have them to win, though? I kind of feel like if I'm Tennessee, I'm kind of done with the Derrick Henry nonsense. It's just going to be Lewis, you know, coming out of my bye, reevaluate the team, try to run the offense through him. Of course, the offense runs through Elliott. A little bit of Cooper helps. But will Dak and Mariota get the ball to the receivers? I mean, again, I think this is going to be a really tight game. 2017, I guess Dallas wins. But I don't feel strong at all about it. I think it's going to be very low scoring. I think it's going to be really tight. Which coaching staff do I trust more? Yeah, I guess Tennessee, but that's really unproven. You know, like what special teams do I catch, you know, trust more? I'm not sure about that either. But two good defenses that don't get enough credit. So, all right, that's a wrap. Um, check out the rest of the Locked On Network for more in-depth game breakdowns. Uh, I really like the Wednesday crossover shows that they're doing right now. You know, like I just got done listening to Steelers Ravens. The two of those hosts got together and had, did a crossover show as, as the whole as the whole network does every Wednesday. And please go to iTunes and leave me a review. It's, you guys have been a little slacking on that department. You got to step that up. And of course, go to my bookie. We will see you. Bye bye.